preach that for you every single Saturday, but of course, most most emphatically this time of year as Christmas is just a couple of days away. I hope you're ready. Uh, the people who I find most annoying this time, well, not most annoying, they would be the second most annoying. The uh, second most annoying people I find this time of year is, are you, hey, so Christmas up, you, you all ready? I was ready in September. Yeah. I always start right after the first because that's when the sales are and I have everybody's wrapped usually like, by the end of summer. Shut up. Oh, yeah. You want to punch <laughs> them in the head. It's just. And by the way, punching people in the head, you frowned shouldn't. Upon. No, it's frowned upon. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. So I don't. I don't ever punch people Good in the boy. head. Well, there was that one guy, but he deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like begging for it. Gosh mm-hmm. sakes. So I, it would be impolite if I didn't or didn't. So um, bottom line is hopefully uh, today you'll get it kind of squared away. Hopefully tomorrow you'll find uh, some time in your schedule where church is, is part of your, uh, your experience, your Christmas Eve experience. And then, uh, gosh, Monday morning, I hope, I hope all of your Christmas wishes come true. I hope everything that you're hoping for, wishing for, praying for absolutely arrives, whether it's under your tree or whether it's just in your heart. That's okay. That's okay. Um, speaking of gifts that you don't expect, I, I mentioned to you that uh, last week when Alyssa was trying to take over my show, um, and uh, I was away in West Virginia watching my daughter Alyssa become Dr. Alyssa, which is very helpful now because there's always been this confusion about my, my daughter Alyssa, my other daughter Alyssa. And what? Alyssa Nicole, specifically. Both. Yes. We found that out. I mean, we and we sat next to each other the other night, and you were so confused. It's just Alyssa, Alyssa Nicole. They're both Alyssa Nicole. Who knew? That's like crazy stuff. Um, on the way back from West Virginia, we stopped in uh, Lancaster. Uh, Alyssa's undergrad is from Lebanon Valley, which is very close, and she has a number of friends that she's stayed very, very close friends with since. And we met, let's see, half a dozen of them for dinner. And what these young women are doing with their lives is just breathtaking. And um, even though I'm not their father, I'm, I'm, I'm the father of the Alyssa's. <laughs> and Megan was with us, of course, so I'm, I, got, I got that covered. But for half a dozen of them, I'm not their father. And one young lady lost her dad about this time last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just needed to share with them how proud I was of them. And, uh, yeah, there were some tears, mostly me, um, because it it is such a joy. It is just overwhelmingly uh, wonderful to see young people that you care about, that you love, um, grow and and succeed and 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 prosper and and do it joyfully and do it with 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 great uh, integrity and and service. One young lady spends her entire entire day, every day, in the operating room, helping surgeons repair people who need help. Uh, she's a expert in these medical devices, and she can counsel uh, surgeons who are using medical devices. It's fabulous. Uh, two of them are physical therapists. They are rehabbing people to their very best. Um, gosh, a thousand years ago, in the Middle Ages. When I was growing up, uh, people uh, either didn't go to the hospital or if they went to the hospital, they, they got whatever was done. They, they went home. And the real value in, in, in 
today's medicine often is in the rehab. It's in that's how you go yeah. from we've done what we can surgically. Now you've got to rebuild muscle or you've got to rebuild function. Fantastic. Uh, and the list goes on and on. So joyful. Uh, yeah, that was uh, a rare opportunity for all of them to be together. And for me just to be on the on the outside of the circle watching was was blessed. Mm -hmm. And as Alyssa Nicole, number two, actually, would you be number one? Well, if you go by seniority. Yeah. Anyway, um, I had already referenced uh, Diane, if that is her real name, uh, celebrated her 39th birthday again. Uh, actually, she could pass for 39 in a blink. So um, <laughs> that makes it even more uh, when people first meet us uh, many years ago. They go, oh, there's a little age difference. And now she, she still looks 39. And, and like gone through 80, 85, I don't know, something. Um, we had, um, gosh, 20 of our friends and family together for her birthday uh, celebration this past week. And up and down that table, just the most wonderful conversations and wonderful um, sharing of love and, and appreciation. And gosh, uh, from one end of the table to the other, just wonderful um, accomplishments and people doing important stuff and, and sharing and caring. I hope that's what the entire Christmas season has been already for you and continues to be right on through uh, Monday. And of course, then we'll handle New Year's when we get back next week. Yes. Uh, 833-707-7900. Here's a uh, young lady who watches our uh, TV show. I watch your show every week. Great information about money. Ah, very nice. I have a question. Hope you can give me some input. My best friend passed in July, left me 150000 bucks. Oh, wow. That was a best friend. Yeah. She lived in Florida. I live in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, to be exact. The lawyer to the estate did not ask me for my social security number or anything. He just mailed me a check. My question is, do I have to pay inheritance tax on NPA? Mm. Thank you for your time. No. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you have a good answer, you should milk it a little. <laughs> um, inheritance tax is based on where the decedent lives. And the person who died. And the per Well, yeah, the decedent is the person who died. Ah. Uh, just coincidentally. Uh, so Florida happens to have no inheritance tax. So this money is free and clear. It's a an inheritance that's tax free. You get the whole hundred fifty thousand. You don't need to report anything. You don't need to pay anything. You can. I just advise you to use it wisely. <laughs> that's good <all>. advice. Good <laughs> advice indeed. Now that's a very happy uh, answer because in the state of Pennsylvania, if a good friend left another good friend one hundred fifty thousand dollars, the estate tax rate would be approximately fifteen percent. Fifteen. 15% is that approximately a 15% of 150 grand are we talking like 22,500 bucks yeah gone histoire yeah uh, ancient goodbye ta ta <laughs> and and here florida has zero and as Alyssa has so rightfully said it's driven by the state in which mm. the person passed away the residency of the state in which the person passed away. Right. So it, and, and we get a lot of these questions in reverse. Uh, we're in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. 
and my daughter lives in North Carolina, mm-hmm. so I want to leave the money, or lives in Florida, and they don't have an estate tax. Yeah, sad for you. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania does. Mm-hmm. So if you want to avoid that, you got to move to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, but don't. Or New Jersey. But don't. Oh, definitely not New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right, New York has the most lawyers, and New Jersey has the most toxic waste dumps. Do you know why? Why? Jersey got first choice. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, we're just having fun with you. Oh, boy. Uh, 833-707-7900. I am a longtime uh, listener to your excellent informative show, Alyssa. Oh, see, now that's hurtful. Especially when Alyssa hosts. Exactly, <laughs> see? Well, you can read between the lines, uh-huh. but that's clearly what this person is saying. Uh, thank you very much. We'd like your advice on which strategy, strategy I should take on the following and similar high dividend paying investments. About $40,000 currently generating an 8% dividend. Mm. Hmm, that's interesting. 2011, I bought 200 shares of AT&T for $5,590, reinvested the dividends. Strategy resulted in a loss of 28%, but an increase of shares from 200 to 567 shares, and the investment from 5590 to 9189. So apparently, the reinvestment strategy initially <coughs> had a loss, mm. but over time, mm-hmm. so roughly 6,000 to roughly 9,000 okay. uh, over 12 years. Okay. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. you know, yuck at, at best. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the yearly dividend results in a 6.8% yield on the present value. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the present environment with interest rates at 5%, should I stop the dividend reinvestment and put the dividends in a high-yield savings account or CD? At the age of 84, I'm more interested in preserving capital than growing capital. I would very much appreciate your advice. Okay. So uh, I'm glad that that last part was included. Oh, that helps a ton. Yeah, because it's like we always say, well, it depends on what are your goals, right? What what do you need? And so the person who wrote this email says he's more interested in preserving capital. So if you want to kind of take some risk off the table, right? And when you invest in a stock, even a stock that pays a dividend, there's risk in that the value of the stock could go down. May I interject? Of course, please. Thank you so much. 6.8% dividend. Mm -hmm. That's admirable. It is. Kind of. (laughs) It's also, uh, at least, if it's not a red flag, it's an orange flag. Mm Mm-hmm. Or a yellow flag, because the average dividend produced in the S and P five hundred is approximately like three or four two percent. Oh wow! Okay. So on average, two percent dividends on the highest quality companies: two percent, three percent, four percent. Six point eight percent is very high, mm-hmm. which tends to suggest. That the share price of the company is lower than you might expect from a high-quality company. We get questions all the time with folks going, I got a great stock and it's paying 12% dividends. Your stock stinks. (laughs) Because if they're paying 12%, that means the stock price has been driven very, very low. 
if you had a stock that was paying that that was trading at ten dollars a share, and and they paid fifty cents dividends, that's five percent. That's very good. If the company got in deep trouble, mm-hmm. and the stock got cut in half, it got driven down fifty percent in three months. Now it's only five bucks a share, and the dividend is ten percent. Ooh, isn't it great? Your company's on the way to bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and you're giggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the interpretation here at 6.8%, is it dreadful, like get, run, run, run? Probably not. Is it wonderful, like it's a super reliable company? Um, probably not. So you're absolutely right. That last sentence helps a ton. Yeah, I I think a lot of people are confused about dividend-paying stocks because they see that yield and it's like, oh, it, you know, that's this great return. It's this cash flow. But they forget about the share price component of the equation. And, you know, you still have if you, if that's going down and you sell your investment, you can have a a lot you can still realize a loss if it's oh it's very likely this will be sold at a loss yeah and part of the reason it will be sold at a loss is uh that the dividends that have been reinvested have been taxed every single year Mm. so this year he's got roughly 10 grand he's going to get 650 bucks in dividends he will pay tax on all of that even though it's being reinvested in shares he didn't take the money he still pays tax on that. So over the last 12 years, 13 years, he has paid tax on all those dividends. I would, I would, I would put a $10 bill on the table and bet. All right. I'm You're not kind, a betting man. No, I'm chintz. I, I the whole gambling <laughs> thing, please. But, but in this case, I'm 99. I'm, I am so not a gambler and so sure of the answer. I'll put $10 down uh, because I'm 99% sure if he were to sell these shares, He'll get a tax deduction because he'll have a loss. Mm. And then he could shift his money into something that's uh, much more as, let's see, I'm more interested in preserving capital and gaining capital. Um, Now, uh, CDs. Uh, Currently, 5%, as he mentions, will get him a CD that'll go out roughly how far? Now, yeah. a 5% rate, I think nine months is the longest you I, can get 5%. As of Thursday morning, I couldn't find one over seven months. So very short term, 5% still available. A year? 4.9? Or less. Yeah. Uh, 18 months, 4.2. Five years, 4.1. So safe, secure, guaranteed? Yes, absolutely. Is it... Um, and by the way, at a higher rate than what he has gotten, his money has gone up 50% in 14 years. I'm going to guess the compound real rate of return, 2%, yeah. 1.5%. Dreadful. Um, but there are lots of other options in terms of safe, protected, mm-hmm. principal. So yes. Uh, should you leave? I think yes. Mm-hmm. Should you do it before the end of the year? It will depend on how valuable those deductions would be for your tax return. Mm. But if you're listening and if you've gotten uh, good advice and you're you're going, wow, I get that. That makes sense to me. And you can use the tax deduction. Sell it before the end of the year. You'll get the tax deduction this year when hopefully you can best use it. Yeah, very good. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, 833-707-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Let me check 
here very quickly. Yada yada. Only email I have is a recommending Michael Bublé's Christmas music, and I gave that a thumbs down. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm not I'm not a fan. And then I was accused of being un-Canadian. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> well, being a accused of being un-Canadian is guilty as charged. We are we are most definitely not Canadian. One of my favorite things to come out of Canada is probably Will Arnett. Besides that, eh, you know. So. <laughs> One of my favorite things to come out of Canada is me. I went up there and visited, and then I came out of there. Because this, <laughs> I'm an American, buddy. That's my favorite thing that came oh. out of Canada. That's not too bad off the top of my head. Come on. Uh, my husband began drawing a Social Security at age 62. Okay. It's important. Now 68. Okay. Uh, she felt it necessary to give his date of birth. I'm, it's okay. God, uh, I am 62, uh, so he married a much younger woman. He went, he went for the babe. <laughs> eh, good for you. <laughs> if I begin to draw my Social Security now, it will be reduced, of course. Yes. She added the of course. Can I collect spousal benefits from him now and then switch to my benefit at my full retirement age of 67? Since he began drawing early, does that affect my spousal benefit amount either now or later at my full retirement age. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> um, so first of all, spousal benefit. Um, let's see. Her question was, can I collect spousal benefits from him now and then switch to my benefit? N no, that's not how that works. So um, if she... Seriously? Yeah. So what happens with um, the spousal benefit is just an increase that you get on your own benefit so that your benefit is bumped up to be equivalent to half of your spouse's full retirement age benefit. They mm. used to work differently. Mm. So if she took her social security now at um, 62, it would be reduced. Yes. And the spousal benefit is all if she she would get an increase on hers, but it would be reduced too because she's taking her social security young. So my understanding is she would wait till she is full retirement age and then get her full retirement age benefit and the full spousal benefit, which it doesn't matter that he started his early. The spousal benefit is based on what his benefit would have been at full retirement age. So if she waits, then she can get that amount. But if she takes it now, it's going to be reduced. You can't switch from spousal to your to your own. If if that's the case, then the then actually there might not even be a spousal benefit. The only way you get one is if your benefit is le less than half of your spouse's. So doing what she said wouldn't make sense because if she if she was going to be switching to her own, that means hers is bigger. Hmm. So it just doesn't it. It just doesn't make but sense. But what if she does it on Wednesday? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if the the rest of you are out there doing what I'm doing, my head hurts. Yeah, it's my head hurts. Now here here's the very best answer, uh, and and you will even agree that my answer is going to be far better than yours. 
I know what you will agree. I know what you're going to say. You will voluntarily. You will happily agree. Okay. All right. Uh, since you're smarty pants, since you're so much better at this, all right, that's a better answer that I was thinking than what you just said. Call Mark Bates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, you want to talk about talking to somebody who can actually explain stuff, and you go, oh, I get that. Even though it's got nine different moving parts. This really does have so many moving parts. It is ridiculous. Yes. He took his early. There's a normal retirement age benefit that he might have gotten that he didn't. Uh, she's 62, so that's the earliest for both her own benefit and a spousal benefit. And there are reductions. It could be a double reduction. Yeah. So it and which could very well wipe out the the value of taking the money. We don't know if she's still working. We don't know if he's still. Oh, my yeah. head hurts. Yeah. So the very best answer: talk to somebody who can hear all that, ask you precisely the right questions with real numbers, real numbers, not kind of in general. In yeah, general, that makes it much easier to answer. Oh this. my god! We say, tell us what would your benefit be at sixty-two, mm-hmm. at full retirement age, at seventy. What would your husband's have been at full retirement age? What's he collecting? Then we can make it very clear. Mm. But trust me when I say that if you would switch from spousal to your own, then the spousal probably isn't even in the equation for you. That's like the the key to the to this answer. Because hmm. that's not how it works anymore. Hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, 833-707-7900. Uh, just a couple of minutes left before we go to our last break of the show. Merry Christmas to all and uh, to all good night, as they say. But um, gosh, I actually had uh, some, a, not a confrontation, just a discussion with a younger person. Yeah, that whole God thing is a bunch of... Okay. No, seriously. Um, I, I put that kind of conversation in the same category I get with somebody who disagrees with me uh, on a on a philosophical level, on a political level. Um, I start every conversation like that with a simple question. Is there anything that I could say that would change your mind? And in 87% of those situations, the answer is no, because I'm, okay, excellent. How about those eagles? And just change, change the, subject. the subject. Just get out of there because you can't. Um, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Uh, yeah, please. And you can't teach a pig to sing, for two reasons. Number one, it's not going to work. And number two, it just pisses the pig off. So you're talking to somebody. Yeah, I know there is no. Okay, I, but I can explain it to you if you're interested. But you can't because like, excellent. How about the mingles? And by the way, they suck right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like, do you really want to talk about how, that? How, Three how about, losses in a row. How about Westchester? <laughs> how about that Westchester? Team? How about those Golden Rams? How about that? That'll be better next year, I hope. Uh, Maybe they, they might have a new linebacker next year. Uh, no. Uh, tease for the start of the next segment. Ooh. Uh, we're thinking about investing in an annuity. Looking for some information and guidance. Oh boy, that's about as open ended. Opening a can of worms there. <laughs> Uh, Alyssa at askmtm.com, Gene at askmtm.com, 833-707-7900. Those are the ways that you get to reach out to us. Enjoy some Christmas music along the way. 
Um, but we'll have 23 and a half minutes left in this edition of More Than Money to answer your questions after this on More Than Money. She's being sacrilegious to Kenny Rogers. That's like me telling you Keith Urban has, uh, well, I'm not going to say that because it's too embarrassing for Keith. Whew, what a great piece of music. And, uh, y- you know, it, it, John has a, a very close connection to the State Theater. His mom's been a volunteer there and a greeter for decades, decades. And, uh, gosh, Basically, uh, Diane, if that is her real name, and I, every time we attend, we look, uh, as we going in, where's uh, where's John's mom? <laughs> and we get in that line. We don't care if that's the longest line because we get hugs. <laughs> so the State Theater is a pretty special place uh, for us and uh, for many, many reasons. One of which is we have, that, that song has been in my heart since I left home. And... Um, has been around about as long as since I left home, went to college and, and uh, found there were, there were seasons where I could not be with family. And the chance that the State Theater gave me to meet Kenny Loggins and be in the audience when he sang that song, that's, that's something I will carry with me forever. And a fantastic thank you for remembering, my friend. That was that, oh, as good as it gets. As good as it gets. 833-707-7900. That's as good as it gets, too, if you wish to have questions asked or answered or if you have some concerns or observations that you'd like to share. We're here to correct you in every way that we possibly can. Well, not me, but she's a wife. She'll tell you right now. <laughs> she seems nice. Oh, please. Alyssa Nicole. <laughs> Drew Zelda. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, 
Actually, it could be there's a Drew Zelda and there's Gro Zelda. There's there's a lot of Zeldas, or it could just be Zelda. Mm-hmm. Most famous one, married to F. Scott Fitzgerald, crazy woman, fantastic. Read the book. Okay. Uh, 803-833-707-7900. The young lady who was kind enough to make me that most delicious treat this year has uh, threatened that next year she'll make two. Is that a threat or a promise? That's it, 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 from her, it's a promise. She's, she's that good. So so I have a, I have a reason to live. Oh, boy. I don't think I have more than 30 more good years. I really do. I know that sounds pessimistic. I know for a lot of people, they're going, come on, no, seriously, you could do 110, 120. But... Well, I've noticed you're not just saying 30 more years, you're saying 30 good years. Oh, please. I'm not going to crawl across the finish line. What is that crap? See the people in the marathons. Did did you ever crawl across the finish line when you're in a marathon or half marathon? No. No, of course not. No, you're upright. You're standing. You're blasting through that line. Running, yes. You're doing your best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what uh, that's what a hundred will be. Boom through the line. After that, I might crash into one of the pylons. You know they have all that stuff. After mm-hmm. you go through the finish line, there's people on the side, and there's mm-hmm. curbs, and there's drink vendors and stuff. I might crash into one of those. But <laughs> hey, you can't predict everything. Eight three three seven zero seven seventy nine hundred. Young lady writes, "Can I make an appointment for my daughter? She's twenty seven. She has good income and good savings, and she wants to establish a financial relationship on investment and advice." Now we already know the answer to this. You'll give the answer momentarily, but I really liked the way she phrased this. She wants to establish a financial relationship on investment and advice. And our industry is bifurcated. Fancy word. It is a fancy word. I wish I knew what it meant. (laughs) I hope it's not too rude. Um, Like, that's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) If it turns out to be really rude, that's not what I meant. Uh, Bifurcated is a fun word that means it's kind of split into two. And in our world, uh, sadly... Uh, for the longest time, the largest chunk of that split into two was investment advice. Do you have money to invest? No, I, I'm 27. I have some savings and I have some questions. Please leave. We don't help people like that. Hmm. And not many years ago, 10, 15, the trend began to shift to advisors who were truly advisors, not just investment advisors, but financial advisors, counselors, and had the willingness to craft a relationship. So can we help a 27-year-old? Of course. That was an easy answer. <laughs> of course we can. Uh, and, and not just reluctantly, but willingly and with real excitement. It's a good timing for this question because uh, I had, I guess, two relevant conversations with people in the past week that were both I guess kind of the opposite, okay? So the first one that I thought of when you read this was from a couple who has an an advisor who manages their investments who has neglected to take the opportunity to help this couple's children. 
So this couple has children who are now adults mm-hmm. who over the years have said, can you help us mm. get our daughter started yeah. with investing for her future? And now um, our son is, you know, he, he started a, a trade and, 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 and he has, he's got it. We want to get him off on the right foot. Nice. And their advisor mm-hmm. has not made it a priority to do those things because all he's really focused on is the money that he's managing already for them. And he didn't seem interested in, in helping. And that's why they came to meet with me Wow! because they said, you know what, like this is important to us and we're Mm. not getting that help there. So let's talk about how MTM can help us. And I thought that that was unfortunate. Unfortunate and, and more than a little surprising Uh um, in, in this day and age of our industry to be so tone deaf um, would suggest either this person is um, past their prime Mm -hmm. or lazy. Lazy is a good word. Yeah. Or incompetent because a simple request with not just a little bit of work involved, but the opportunity to establish relationships with another generation is fantastic. Yeah. At least in our world. Yeah. In the MTM world. Yeah. Between the Holy Lands, between Bethlehem and Nazareth, that's that's our world. Um, we would look at that as, of course, that's fantastic. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. I know. And then the other the other conversation this reminded me of a very was, short question with lots of reminders. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, a meeting I had with a, a couple who are um, the the husband is nearing retirement, and he was very focused in our meeting on talking about whether we can do better than his investment returns. He's been managing his accounts on his own for a long time. And he realizes that when he looked at his average return, it's not as great as he thought it should be. And he was a little disappointed and he was very focused on how our portfolios would have performed. And in that case, I tried to explain that yes, we potentially could have made more. And the best benefit I think right now working with us is all the alternative investments we're implementing with downside protection and all that. But I had to emphasize that the relationship is so much more than investment returns. And like that's, and especially because when you look at self-managing for the last few decades Mm. to now paying someone to manage your portfolio, he was really hung up on, the difference between the improvement he might see in investment returns minus our management fee, is it worth it? Mm. And I had to say, you know, it's about so much other, like there's so many other things that, you, that you're you going to navigate as you retire, strategies and mm. advice and just support with how do I do this? Should I do that? What makes the most sense? That that part, and also, and he recognizes the value here, that he's done it all. His wife has no interest, no familiarity, no background on all this stuff and establishing a relationship now in case something happens to mm. him, she would be already in good hands and comfortable. So I tried to say like that part, the relationship and advice, not the investments, but yeah. the and advice part has so much value. Mm. I wonder... Now you 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 indicated he did recognize the value of having Plan B in place for his wife. Yes, good for him. There's a lot of people who don't, mm. but but good for him. Um, and then for the folks who don't, 
And there's a fair number of folks who listen to us who are do-it-yourselfers. Mm-hmm. We understand that. And unlike other advisors who desperately try to convince a do-it-yourselfer that they should be clients of their financial advisory world, we often, as soon as we find out somebody's a do-it-yourselfer, try to find ways to politely say it's been lovely meeting you and the uh, Dove chocolates are on the corner, so take a cup on your way out and uh, go in peace mm-hmm. and sin no more. Um, because do-it-yourselfers are a certain breed and... Um, what is that? What kind of bread is that? Oh, yeah, pita. Anyway, um, do-it-yourselfers uh, have a certain bread. Oh, my gosh. Um, they can be, um, hey, I made 9.1. You made 9.3, but we had to pay you. This stinks. Oh, we are so not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, our investment returns generally are outstanding, most excellent, all things being equal. However, what additional value could you place on having your wife meet with an advisor that she has met with, she knows, she has a relationship with, she can turn to at any moment, particularly when you croak, but at any moment, and have her questions asked and answered. What what value is that peace of mind that you're giving your wife? Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. I, all right. I can't put a dollar value on it. I can't. I, I have no idea. But I know it's incredibly valuable. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the dollar value is, hey, if we give you an idea and it saves you $6,000 in taxes, mm-hmm. that has real value. And, right. I, and I can identify it to the penny. Yeah. Hey, we looked at your estate. If you leave it the way it is, your family's going to pay 80 grand. And if you do it the correct way, they're going to pay 20. We just saved your family. I get you're croaked. I get that. But we saved your family $60,000. Where do you factor that into the relationship? Hey, you talked to Mark Basak and he talked to you about social security strategy. Strategy? So you didn't even know there was a strategy. Mm -hmm. And there is. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, instead of getting X, you get a thousand bucks a month more than you thought you were going to get over the long term for many, many years. Mm -hmm. These are the kinds of impacts that this lady is looking for for her daughter. She's asking for exactly the right thing. It gave me such joy Mm -hmm. to see. And you got to know if she's asking the question, she's probably been turned down by other advisors because, hey, she's 27. She's got a good job. Could you guys maybe? Other advisors would say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Ken Fisher. <laughs> the ones who have the minimum. Half a million bucks. Yeah. yeah. Does, does your 27-year-old daughter have a half a million dollars to it? And would not be concerned if she did not. She would just say, see ya. And in our world, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, the fact that I have many daughters, many daughters, um, my, Megan has uh, reminded me I'm probably confusing people because I've gone from three to four. <laughs> all right, there's a story behind that. You, just check with me. I'll, I'll share all that with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have many daughters. Uh, anytime we get a chance to help a uh, young woman who's, uh, and a young guy, but particularly young women, of course, who uh, they're doing the right things. They're saving. They're working hard. They And, and, and what they need is, just that little add a boy and that, uh, hey, watch out. Don't, no, don't step in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, don't step in that. Just just take a step, half a step to the left. Don't step in that. Don't step in that is really good, really valuable advice. Yes. And it has nothing to do with, I have half a million bucks. Mm-hmm. It has to do with, hey, this car could be this or that, depending on how I, do I lease it? Do I finance it? Do I, do I do it? And a 10-minute conversation. Hey, don't step in that. Hey, I've seen people step in that. It's bad. Do not trust me. Do not step in that. Uh, 833-707-7900. I am 71 years old, says this gentleman. I have a 2.25% mortgage. Okay. Oh, that's lovely. I have 27 years remaining. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I uh, moved into my house 13 years ago, been diligently saving to pay off my mortgage. That day has finally arrived. So he has enough money to pay off his mortgage. Okay. How cool is that? Yeah. However, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, the plot thickens. I found I can buy an immediate single premium joint annuity that would pay the principal and interest on my mortgage for um, two-thirds of the cost it would take for me to pay off the mortgage. So using simple numbers, he has a $100,000 mortgage. He has enough money in the bank, 100000 bucks. He can pay off the mortgage. But he has found that instead of paying off the mortgage, he takes 66000 bucks. He can buy a single premium joint annuity. Ooh, as soon as I saw joint, I went, oh, this guy's thinking. <laughs> he's thinking. Because he's 71. He hasn't yet bought on to my happy, healthy 100. But he will. He will. And he's got 29 more good years. But he's, he's understanding he might not. And he wants his wife to be protected. So right. brilliant. Uh, so what would happen then is he's got an annuity that would pay the principal and interest, make the mortgage payments every month for them. Mm-hmm. And he still gets to keep 34 grand. Uh, this is my second marriage. I'm the sole owner of the property. I've arranged to leave my wife, who is five years younger than I am. Go ahead, buddy. Going for the young babes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, so I've heard. So I've heard. Uh, I arranged to leave my wife a life tenancy. Beautiful. Since I pre, should I predecease her? At which point the house would then go to my two children. A joint annuity would guarantee her the ability to stay in the house. She would only have to pay taxes and insurance and, and maintenance. Of course, no one can predict the future. Excellent. Well done. But we currently have no plans or desire to move any uh, move elsewhere. Should I sign the check? <laughs> I love it. You know what I like about this plan? Um, I'll bite. What the, is that? The, annu- the annuity way of paying the mortgage, right? Um, that other money that he doesn't need to take out of the bank to pay off the mortgage, he can invest in in safe options mm-hmm. and make some money on that money mm-hmm. as well. So that's that's pretty cool. There, There's so much to like about this question. Um, clearly this gentleman has thought through a number of the issues that would be, uh, would come up if he decides to do this. What happens to my wife? Yeah. What happens to the house? Cause I want the house ultimately to go to the kids, but I certainly want my wife to, he's, he's thought through that. He, 
certainly has enough money he could have just pulled the trigger, paid off the mortgage, and not really thought about the alternatives. That's an interesting, sadly common approach. People kind of have tunnel vision. I have this goal. I met it. Let's go. And he went, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe there are some alternatives that I can actually do uh, a better uh, job. Now, another um, piece of this puzzle um, that that I find um, interesting, his willingness to to look at alternatives. Mm -hmm. If, for example, he knew that instead of giving a single premium uh, immediate annuity, joint annuity, Mm -hmm. uh, says we will pay this for the next 27 years as long as either of you are alive. But if you get hit by a bus next week, it stops. Mm-hmm. So your 66,000 becomes zero. zero. Mm-hmm. And your family is left, your two kids are left with a mortgage. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just a suggestion, just something for him to consider. A well-invested portfolio with a target return of 5%. And I picked that very intentionally. 5%, which, whether it's CDs, whether it's structured notes, whether it's buffered ETFs, whether it's income barrier producing ETFs, there are dozens of ways, whether it's a variable annuity that doesn't require him to annuitize, that would produce a 5% rate of return, annual, average annual rate of return. His mortgage is 2.25. He could afford to engage a financial advisor, perhaps. Maybe their fee is 1%. He gets five, he nets four, he pays 2.25. The longer he lives, the more money he makes. Mm -hmm. And the mortgage is absolutely assuredly paid off with no pressure. And he retains all that capital, either for his wife, bless her, she's likely to outlive him, mm-hmm. or for his kids. Mm-hmm. So it's an alternative. Yeah. And with a rate that low on a mortgage, you know, it doable. Gives you, yeah, it gives you a lot of options. If the mortgage rate were, you know, 8%, we might be talking about different, <laughs> different well, options. We can get guaranteed to, I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> you never heard me say. You have heard advertisements for investments. Just, oh, guaranteed 10, 12, 15%, no risk whatsoever. That is poo poo caca. If you have a rate of return at 8, 10, 12, 14%, it is not risk free. No. It is not guaranteed. And I don't care what anybody says Mm -hmm. or who's saying it. It's poo-poo caca. So 8%? No. If the rate was 5%, I'd be very hesitant. I would be jumping on what he's doing, or I would just tell him, pay it off. Yeah. Because even if 5%, you need to get 6, 7, 8 every year in order to be protected. And he's going for protection. Yeah. So, goodness. John, how much time? My apologies. All right, with uh, just moments left. First of all, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. John. Merry Christmas mm-hmm. to everybody here at the station, of course. Um, to all of you out there, we love you so much. You, you, your impact on our lives is immeasurable. Immeasurable. We talk about uh, giving people non monetary benefits. You guys give those to us all day mm-hmm. long. The confidence, the trust you put in us, it's just. It's magnificent, and it gets us up at O Dark Thirty very willingly 
every Saturday morning. And so happy to do so. I want to send a very special Merry uh, Christmas to our MTM team. Uh, these folks support us. We're the on air. We're the, well, Alyssa's the pretty face. I'm just the guy who <laughs> hangs around, kind of sneaks into the studio. Um, but we are supported by such wonderful folks. So for, uh, gosh, uh, um, Mark and, uh, and Chad and Greg and John and Daryl, of course, uh, Megan and, and Connie and, uh, and Tammy and uh, Melissa, uh, Stephanie and Sue and Rachel, Diane, if that is her real name, and uh, all the babies connected to all of our families. Um, we we want them to have the, the most merry of Christmases. And Keith and Mark and oh, Mike. Oh, jeez. They're just, yes, our partners. that Kagan and T- Tiffany. <laughs> and, and we care about all of them because they serve our clients so very well. They serve with great integrity and they serve with a pure heart, a servant's heart. They really do. And to our families, uh, we, both of us, are blessed with some of the most wonderful families you can ever imagine. And uh, while Alyssa absolutely deserves that, I'm quite certain I do not. Mm. (laughs) But I'll take it, and I'm very, very blessed. Merry Christmas, and uh, gosh, we'll be back next week, and we'll get you ready for a new year. Um, But for now, Merry Christmas, and uh, next week we'll see you on More Than Money. (laughs) 